The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We had a computer issue. Okay. Now, if this is not a sexy song. For sure. You want to turn the lights down while listening to that. Little Marvin Gaye with your uh, Valentine's Day love songs. We're uh, playing some of your requests this afternoon. Keep them coming at 6.30, 6.30. And, um... Sorry, I just I, I was distracted by Mr. Yeah, by Mr. Oh, wow. Marvin Gay there. Oh, and, and and you can check out the whole list that people have been yes. texting in at 630ched.com at the afternoon news show. There page. we go. We're continuing to update it throughout the afternoon as we get your suggestions. So listen, I'm going to be the first to admit I was totally wrong on something, and I don't mind going public with it to uh, you, Jay, and all mm. of our listeners. I ridiculed and made fun of the $8.2 million temporary outdoor skating rink uh, that uh, the government built on Parliament Hill. You recall that bad boy? It was costing $100,000 a day, $53 (laughs) per skater of your tax dollars. And I said it was stupid, especially when it was located right next to the Rideau Canal, which is one of the most famous outdoor rinks. But But isn't it award-winning? It is, and that's why I was wrong. It's won a Teddy, uh, which would be uh, pretty good if not for the fact that what Teddies are awarded for is idiotic and complete waste of taxpayer dollars. <laughs> so it's won a Teddy. Uh, it's uh, because of the reasons that I just mentioned. Uh, it's been. Uh, it was the brainchild of the Department of Culture, or sorry, Canadian Heritage, oh. and it topped the ranks of federal no. government nominees for the most dubious prize you can win. Do a you teddy. remember? Th- remember this? It was only only going to be open for a certain amount of days. That's right. And you couldn't play hockey on it. You couldn't do anything with <laughs> yeah. pucks. And, and you then, recall they had a people, hockey tournament but couldn't play it because the weather would not that's permit. That's right. But right. then with some uproar, they actually extended the dates. Right it well. cost couple million dollars. 8.2. Oh, couple. 8.2 million dollars. Oh, my goodness. All right. From that front so to, listen um, to, this. Yeah. to another... Mm, bringing backside. you up. To, that's right. Bringing you up to date on what the uh, your Which, federal government what your is up government's to. Government's doing. <laughs> now, of course, we all know not July first, but sometime, sometime uh, marijuana is going to be legal in this country. And of course, everyone's waiting to see uh, what that looks like, and you know how it'll be policed, managed, sold, everything else. As everyone checks their uh, marijuana stocks right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Stats Canada has said they'll be spending six hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, for a contractor to regularly test the water from 15 to 20 municipalities across the country. And what they're looking for is THC, the Mm. active ingredient in marijuana, but they're basically looking for it in your urine. The leftovers, because, yeah, yeah, it doesn't... It remains. There's trace amounts. Right. And they say that this is going to be a very worthwhile undertaking for them for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is they're going to take a look at how much legal marijuana was sold in the country and then compare that to how much uh, THC they're finding in the urine of people in these municipalities because putting those two numbers together, they should be equal. They should be able to look at the THC and say, yep, that roughly represents this much Mm. marijuana, except, wait a minute, we only sold a third of that. So that'll give them an idea of the illegal drug trade. And and that's the thing, because we've had texters here to 630, 630, um, uh, folks who uh, use uh, marijuana, who say, I'm going to probably continue to go to my dealer because it's going to be a better price. Probably, and maybe a better product, right? You know, yeah, exactly. And honestly, I'm not just trying to be coy here. I honestly don't know. 
We, yeah, and I, but and that's I what I hear, either, right? That's right? what I hear. So, yeah. The other thing they want to know is, um, in surveys related to drugs, even once marijuana is legalized, here's the problem with collecting data on drugs. People often don't answer honestly. So they're suggesting that even after marijuana is legalized, many people may not want mm. the government to know that they smoke marijuana. So if they did it by phone or something right. like that, they're not going to say, yes, Right. The I results did. will not be realistic, so they're saying this I is inhaled. a more realistic way to do it. And we're not the first to undertake this. Apparently in Europe, this process uh-huh. has been used for years, and they say quite accurately, although I don't know how they know quite accurately, be, uh-huh. you know, because they would, again, have to have something to compare it to to know if it's accurate. Uh-huh. But what do you think about that, folks? That's Canada spending <laughs> 600000 which, by the way, drop it. in the bucket. Yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. If, uh, I think it'll other... be interesting. I, I, I'll be, sure. And I'm wondering if they're testing for anything else. Is it just THC, or are they testing for anything else in there? Yeah, like well, they will be. Or they will be that sort of thing. They've they've come right out and said it. They're going to be able to test for cocaine and other uh, non uh, legal drugs, mm. so they can uh, keep uh, an eye on that. But here's one other thought. <laughs> Too much tequila. Don't blame it on <laughs> sure, me. Right. Here's one other thought, and it's a small one, but I'm the king of small thoughts. They haven't picked a contractor to do this yet, right? So they're going to put it out to bid, and then they're going to see who wants to bid on doing it, and at least one company has already suggested that they'd be prepared to do it. So I want you to take all that information, just have it settle in your brain for a second. Mm -hmm. And you know when you go to bid, what you're looking for is low price, right? That's right. right. Uh, You want the person or a company who's most qualified but can provide it at the best price to to provide that service to you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So then why say it's going to cost them $600,000 a year? I was just going to say, I just wrote down $600,000. Right. The government, the way government procures things just kills me. They come out with a statement. We figure this will cost us $600,000 a year. Hey, Company A, how much will you do it for? Oh, $600,000. Um, I want to know what cities they're doing it in, too. They won't say. Uh-huh. Right. I, w- I would love to know that. They're not willing to disclose that. The transparency ends there. 15 to 20 municipalities across the country, but they will not say which one. So it could be Edmonton. We don't know. And probably never will. Well, I guess under freedom of information, we'll know in about five or ten years. Someone will find out. (laughs) Someone will find out. You're right. There's always a leaker at some point with these kind of stories. Well, and that's exactly what they're hoping for. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Talking to you. I'm talking to you. Across the water, (laughs) across the deep blue ocean under the open sky oh my any idea at all baby i'm trying boy i hear you in my dreams. what is this brie i feel you whisper across the sea oh Keep jason moraz lucky in my heart huh? kobe calais looking for a little va- when life gets hard <laughs> Went all commercial. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there was a request by someone. Sorry, I messed Sorry. that up yeah. a little bit. But Jason Mraz and uh, Kobe Calais, lucky mm. on uh, the Valentine Love Song edition of the 6:30 Chet Afternoon News. Okay, we were talking a bit about money. Uh, the yeah. eight million dollars on the rink. Mm. Um, the 600 grand for the uh, testing. The P test. The P test. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pricey P test. <laughs> uh, here's a couple more. Just uh, odd. Uh, money stories, mm. and, and I'm curious to know what you think about it, because I think, to be honest with you, I think this uh, this teacher in Philadelphia has got it quite wrong. There's a, there's a principal at a Philadelphia elementary school. It's a pretty violent corner of the city, and 
she's come up with uh, an interesting, unique, different, pricey way to keep kids from fighting. What she is doing at Mitchell Elementary School, uh, Steffi Andrelovich is um, saying, you know what? Hey, kids, grade eight students, if you make it to graduation with no physical violence, every child will get $100. Yeah. Principal says the incentive is working. So far this year, only 8% of the grade eight students have been suspended. And that's, and you can just, so that kind of tells you how rough a neighbor yeah, school I this just think is. that there's got to... Uh, down from 17% at the same point last year, down from 21% from uh, 2016. One student who was interviewed says fighting feels, or not fighting now feels natural, mm-hmm. and it's no longer about the money. And I know you said that you... So if you're asking where the money's coming from, though... Mm, oh, yes. She, she's going to pay for it. $3,300 it'll cost her if she can't find a sponsor. She's not really actively looking for one, but if somebody happens to step up yeah. and say they'll pay it. And you know what? I had the same reaction you did when I first read the story, that Oh, so now we got to bribe the kids not to mm-hmm. fight. But you know what? At some point, you have to appeal to kids at a level that appeals to them. So you can tell them it's wrong, it's morally wrong, or it's... And we're going to suspend you. You're going to have yeah. to stay after school. You're going to have to do all of that. But if they're at a point, because of their economic situation, because of their upbringing, whatever it is, if they're at a point where all they care about now is money, then... Sometimes, you know, sometimes you can't move the mountain. you got to go to the mountain, right? I mean, if that's all they care about. Yeah, I just think to, to pay you not to do something is not necessarily the best lesson. Well, if you, I, and I'm glad that it's working for her. Yeah. And I think that's good. And I, I get completely what you're saying. Yeah. I just, I mean, to me, that's a real last resort. I, I guess. But I mean, if, if you, you sort of put a negative connotation on it when you say, so I'm going to pay you not to fight. If you said instead, I'm going to pay you to be a great student, or I'm going to pay you uh, to be a model student, it sounds a little bit better. I mean, I don't know that it's any different. I don't think that a teacher should be paying a student to be no, but you know what? Doing Here's the something. thing. No, you're right. Parents should have taught those kids not yeah. to fight, right? But the reality of the situation yep. is they didn't. And so now the school is dealing with the kids mm-hmm. and their behavior. And I was going to say, I'm not sure how much different it is than, say, the money that I paid my kids and that I received as a kid for getting a good report card. I, and I realize that's a more positive thing. I achieved something. But to these kids, not getting in a fight and not getting a sus- suspended is an achievement. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's a big their deal. World. Right. And they said, and actually the one girl, as she said, I just want to give the money to my mom to buy school supplies. Exactly. Yeah. So again, I guess, you know, unless you're living in that world, you really don't, uh, you don't it's know. It's hard to see from the outside. But yeah. again, uh, yeah. I know it struck me t- as odd too. The principal uh, paying the kids not to fight. Um, and, and this is a bizarre one, another money one. Um, and it happened in China. Yeah. It happened in China and uh, there's a picture of it. And the picture is a woman on all fours going yeah. through an x-ray machine at an airport. Uh, she did not trust the security staff with her handbag. And so this they've, they've taken the it picture. It was actually a train station. Oh, it was a train station. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Uh, the woman on all fours on the conveyor belt as she follows her bag as it passes through the security sam- uh, scanner. She didn't want to be separated from her bag, like her handbag and its contents at this railway station. <laughs> yeah. Um, she had no problem with uh, her luggage or suitcase through the machine. Yeah. And and all of that. It was her purse, basically. She wanted to walk through that little scanner with her purse, and they said, no, it has to go on the belt as well. And so she went through the belt, through the machine. She didn't misunderstand what they were instructing her to do. She She, understood they wanted the purse on the belt. She just wasn't letting the purse out of her 
grass. And they suspect it's because uh, that time of year it was a Chinese New Year right. and typically there's a lot of money at that point because it's given as a gift for Chinese New Year. Exactly. So They suspect that that's what it was. And, and apparently, and again, this was a railway station, so perhaps the security is not as uh, heightened as it might be mm-hmm. at an airport. But they, she did it so quickly that they didn't stop her. I mean, they, <laughs> she got, got she just jumped on there and, and rode the belt right through the x-ray machine, which, by the way, later they said, that's not a good idea. That thing's giving off rays that might not be good for you. But they posted a picture of it, and she's just crouched there, clutching her bag, and nothing happened to her. She went on to make yeah, her train. she goes. Because they were so surprised by their own admission, she just jumped in the machine and took, and they went through and took off. Like, no bells went off, and they were kind of like, uh, okay. did not cover that one in training. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about uh, the Olympics yet today. Oh, man. Did you see Norway's uh, curlers' pants? Oh, they have they have a tradition of you know uh, fun pants. Yes, and these are that's a good way to fun describe pants. These. these are definitely fun pants. They're hearts. They're pink with hearts all over them. And you're right. They've been doing it um, at yeah. the Winter Olympics for many years. Uh, way back to Vancouver, where they always have something really sharp. But with Valentine's Day falling during the Olympics this time, uh, their pants were these bright. You got to see it to to really get an idea. But a candy pink pants <laughs> covered in pink and red hearts, uh, all of course in honor of uh, Valentine's Day. Um, in Sochi, they had used uh, a variety of outfits, wavy lines, one with roses, some patterned with colors of the Norwegian flag. In Vancouver, they supported a diamond argyle pattern yep. in a variety of colors. Uh, by the way, they lost the game 6-4 yeah. <laughs> against the Japanese. So the pants didn't help. But, it, you know, that's a curling thing, right? Anyone who's curled, not necessarily the pants, what? but often the sweaters are quite yeah. obnoxious. Well, do you remember... Golf way back when, yes. but they'd wear. Who the was pants. it? Um, Payne. Was it uh, Fred? Was it Payne? But always would wear the yeah, the old fashioned. That. Yeah, love yeah. That and the and the contrasting hat. And the hat. Yeah. Uh, your four o'clock news with Eileen Bell is coming up in three minutes. On the other side, Morley checks in with a look at sports. We'll take a look at your four o'clock business desk and much more. On the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.